What's up everybody, Brad here, and it is Friday, and this has been a week for, uh, well, it's it's been a pretty dang good week if you are a fan of Microsoft, Xbox, gaming, and some other stuff. Uh, last week was all about Microsoft Ignite. We had a lot of, a lot of good enterprise, a lot of good corporate content coming out, and this week has all been about the gamer for primarily most of the audience. I mean, there's definitely some other stuff, which we'll talk about here in a second, but if you want to jump uh, ahead a little bit, check out those timestamps down below. But diving in here, Disney Plus is now available. Now, you probably already know that uh, actually Disney is saying they've got 10 million subscribers already, which is, a, that's a big deal, but they've also got a ton of content. I, I subscribe to it because I have a, a small child and she loves all the content. And plus we get all the movies that we've already bought um, available to us once again through another platform. But anyways, uh, you know, it, it's now available if that's your thing. Bigger news is actually the return of the Motorola Razor. If you're familiar with the old iconic Razor, it's back and it's an affordable thing and it's 1500 bucks and you're probably not going to buy one. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a neat device. I, I like Motorola, what they're trying to do here, trying to bring back some nostalgia, trying to take their own flavor, if you will, on a foldable device. Now, it does have a plastic display, just like the Samsung Galaxy Fold and the Huawei phones, but it, it's in a different form factor. It's something that actually I could honestly see myself using one day if it was much cheaper, because you're giving up a lot of sacrifices here. One, the camera is not all that good on it. Um, two, it's really expensive. Like I said, 1500 bucks. You can go get a top-end Galaxy Note or an iPhone for that kind of money. And it it's a neat, like, kind of hero-type device, but I don't think it's all that practical. We'll see if the price ever comes down uh, in the future. But the killer part of the whole thing is that it runs a Snapdragon 710 processor, so you're not even getting the latest and greatest from Qualcomm. You're getting just sort of a, a mid-range, even kind of a lower-end uh, chip at this point. Also launching this week is the Apple announced their new 16-inch MacBook Pro, which is fine, um, you know, if, you're, if that's what you're looking for, they can ramp it up to like $6,000, but you can get a lot for uh, that kind of money, like eight terabytes of SSD, a whole bunch of ridiculous amounts of RAM. It's, I'm sure, a nice device, and they're telling us that they have finally fixed the keyboard. They've finally done it. The one thing I do find hilarious is that the reviewers or people who got early access to the hardware are making a big deal that the escape key is now back, because Apple, for reasons only Apple will know, uh, took it away and put it on that touch bar, and now that now it's back. And now, now, now it, it, that should not be a point of conversation. Anyways, um, what would be nice is if they just get rid of the touch bar entirely. I'm not a big fan of it. I have used Macs with the, or a MacBook Pro with it, and it's just, it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather have dedicated keys that I can remap. But that is aside from the point. Apple will never fully go back. At least they're not willing to admit that yet. Uh, the bigger thing, and I'm not going to try to make this too political, is that Phil Schiller uh, made a really dumb comment saying that, hey, basically, um, if you don't use a Mac in school or an iPad in school, your child is going to be underperforming, underachieving. And then if you can't splash down the cash, uh, your kid is basically going to be left behind by all the kids who can. And that's a very dense statement. And... Um, he did a great job of taking the limelight away from Apple's new hardware and turning it into this political issue where he was basically just looking down on people who can't afford their products because they don't, or they just don't want them. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with buying a Chromebook uh, to, to, um, you know, to foster your education. There's a lot of good stuff on the internet and it can all be accessed via a browser. 
So there you go. Uh, Microsoft is also reportedly working on 64-bit app emulation for ARM. This is a surprise to exactly zero people. This device right here runs 32-bit emulation or containerized apps, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. But they don't run 64-bit Intel AMD apps. They do run 64-bit ARM apps, but not Intel AMD. And they're working on that emulation, supposedly coming in a little over a year. We'll see if that materializes. That's a pretty big leap, but it's very little surprise that, that Microsoft is trying to work on that because if they can again get that perfected on this type of hardware it makes arm a much more viable platform for the company makes that service pro x just a little bit better uh, windows 10 1909 is also now available if you go and uh, do settings and search for updates and you keep smashing that button it will eventually show up microsoft is being very aggressive and i will tell you it only takes a couple minutes to install it's a very small file and there's not a lot in there so don't think this is going to some sort of major feature update because it is exactly opposite of that it will require a restart so keep that in mind and if you're in the corporate world you might want to wait just a little bit before rolling this thing out while microsoft is confident that it will not screw up your machine they're also confident about the one that went out last year at this time that was deleting onedrive data so you know you might just want to sit and wait just a few minutes um, in a poll of Americans, by the way, Microsoft was listed as the most ethical company in the country, which is, it, there's no real bad way to spin that. It's, it's good for Microsoft. People think that they're an ethical company and that's, that's, that's a good thing. And um, also I, I was among, there was a several of us who like tweeted this all out at the same time. We all got the tip around the same time. Harry Shum is leaving Microsoft. He was ahead of their AI division and uh, that will be transferred over to believe Kevin Scott early next year if not immediate i think actually he's immediately taking over but i think harry shrum will be slowly slowly transitioning out of that role over the next two months or so he's been there for a while i want, I want to say over 20 years so that's a that's a lot of knowledge lost if you will um from the microsoft org but the big event this week, the big event, and I think this was bigger, candidly, by my own uh, impressions. I thought, it, I knew there were going to be some big announcements, but I didn't think it was going to be kind of this big. So there's a couple things going on in the gaming world. Next week, we have Stadia launching, right? We have Stadia, Google's thing is coming on uh, November 19th, and there's some features that are missing, which I did a video earlier and a post earlier this week on it, but things like achievements aren't going to be there. Um, your family sharing, so you can't share it with your kids, and a couple other notable things will be coming. Coming, but they're not available there's also only 12 games available on day one but that's not the end of the world because there's going to be a bunch more by the end of the year all that being said stadia is coming next week now microsoft headed to london this week and this weekend if you're in the area they're having their xo19 event now on yesterday they did a a live stream a show if you will that talked about all of the announcements that are going to be talked about at xo this weekend and there are a lot so Right off the bat, right off the bat, they came out of the gate saying, hey, um, xCloud beta users like myself or preview program as Microsoft likes to call it, you can now play 50 games. And they're not just like like unknown games. Like these are pretty big titles, including like Madden, some others. Um, if you're in the xCloud preview program, go check it out. It used to be what, four titles and now it's 50. Conveniently, Stadia is only launching on 12 titles. Microsoft now has 50 on theirs. That is not... That is not a coincidence, folks. This is very strategic on Microsoft's part to have won this event at this time, I believe, and to announce all of this xCloud stuff because we're not there. So there's 50 new titles. Big deal. What's the big deal? Uh, Microsoft also announced that uh, 
xCloud is going to be a part of Game Pass. Now, they didn't give us all the details yet. They just said, hey, it's going to be part of Game Pass. What they didn't tell us, and, and I don't have any hints leading one way or another, is if there's going to be two tiers of Game Passes. They're just going to be Game Pass um, Peasant, which is where you, you can just go play you know, all your Game Pass titles. Or is there like Game Pass Pro, where then you can then stream and play and do all that stuff. I don't think they're doing that because that would get real mucky with uh, Xbox Ultimate which they also talked about, which we'll talk about here in a second, but I think that would muck up the waters quite a bit. So, but anyways, xCloud is going to be part of Game Pass, and as long as it stays at the same rate, I think that's going to be a killer deal. They also announced that, hey, if you've already bought a game, you can stream it from xCloud. Just go ahead and do it. Like, that's 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 a pretty cool feature right there in itself. Now, I did have a tip uh, last week that I didn't write up or even talk about because I couldn't quite lock it down, and it's a good thing I didn't go with Go with it, and you'll see why here. Microsoft announced this week that with Game Pass Ultimate, you are now getting one month of EA access and three months of Discord Nitro. Yes, 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 Discord Nitro. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. And six months of Spotify Premium included as part of the member benefit. So you get six months Spotify Premium, you get Discord Nitro, one month of EA access. That's a pretty dang good deal if you are part of uh, Game Pass Ultimate. The good thing here, folks, is that is for new and existing users. So this is this is for everybody. Everybody who's using Game Pass Ultimate gets this stuff. The tip that I got, circling back to that, was that, hey, Microsoft and Discord are gonna announce something at XO19, and there was some kind of mucky little information out there. And you could imagine if I would've gone out with a post that said, hey, Microsoft and Discord are gonna announce something at XO, everyone assumed acquisition. Microsoft really, really played up how well they think the Discord is the conversation of uh, or the communities where gaming exist, right? It's where people go to talk about games and all that, and Discord is a premium thing. And that's why they're tying it into Game Pass Ultimate. And then it kind of sounded like, hey, I was waiting for them to say, and we're buying them. Um, they did not go that far. And I haven't, I'm sure Microsoft has talked about internally buying Discord, and I'm sure they've approached them, or, or there was something going on there, but I'd heard that they were going to do a collaboration. And they did, but it was only for Discord Nitro, and it's not, it's exciting, but not that exciting if you... If, if, you, if you know what I mean. Um, other big things that were announced. Wasteland 3, which they showed off with new visuals, is coming in the spring. Uh, Halo Reach is coming on December 3rd for Xbox and PC. Um, Game, pa or Game Pass xCloud is also coming to the PC as well in 2020. They're also working on their iOS apps, but no specific dates available. Just... I think they talked about this stuff just to reassure people that yes, xCloud is coming to iOS and yes, xCloud is coming to the PC. It's just not ready yet. They're sticking to the Android app for now. Um, Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 are coming to Xbox One in 2020. Age of Empires 4 was showing off and I gotta tell you, this one looks... As long as they didn't screw up the mechanics that made Age of Empires great, like I would love it if they just took Age of Empires and just totally revamped the visuals, which what is what they've shown off so far, I would be all about. As long as they didn't make it overly complex, I, I overly complex meaning like resource management and all that stuff. I, this It looks really, really dang legit. Uh, they also showed off a new flight sim trailer with a Boeing what, 747 and a couple other airplanes. Once again, I'm very excited about this. The only thing missing was a revival of the Sidewinder brand showing off their joysticks, but that I haven't heard anything about that yet. Yeah, and so there was a ton more announced. There were just a lot of games. This was a big event for Microsoft, and I think they got a lot of credit for coming out, like, because this just, I don't want to say this came out of nowhere. They've been talking about XO19 for a while, but, I mean, they had the whole crew. They had Larry there. They had Phil there. Uh, they, had, they had a lot of 
presenters. Oh yeah, a whole bunch of Final Fantasy games coming to Xbox, including some of the best titles, which Phil Spencer says they're still working on, but I believe there's like 10 titles or something crazy like that. Uh, so Final Fantasy games starting to show up on Xbox, which is another big win and Game Pass for that matter. And so lots of, lots of good stuff. Also, Microsoft announced in the gaming world that Minecraft Earth is now available in early access in the United States. So when you look at all those announcements that I just rammed through, and I don't know, in just a couple minutes, XO19 was jam-packed, and this was very well-timed to the release of Stadia. Well, I don't think Microsoft is overly concerned with what Google is doing at this point. They have to be you know, eyes wide open. They can't be ignorant of what Google is doing. And while the fact that Stadia is launching next week and Microsoft is now shipping 50 titles on xCloud, going to let you stream your own games that you've already bought. I, I think that's a bigger deal than a lot of people realize because you've already bought these games and invested in them. Why would you go to another streaming platform if you've already got some titles on the streaming platform? You're, you guys know what I mean at this point. And so XO19, Microsoft put a good foot forward for the wrapping up pretty much the Xbox. I think that's probably the last major, major, major announcements because it's the last event. Um, Phil Spencer even said on stage, he says, hey, we don't do a lot of these events. It should be pretty much par for the course going forward that we announce new titles and release dates at all of our events because, again, they don't do a ton of gaming-related keynotes every year. And so when they do... Clearly, as they did in London, they go big or they will go back to Seattle. And, and in this case, they went big. And so it was a good event. I mean, if you're an Xbox fan or just a general gaming fan, hopefully you got something good about it. Oh, the other thing, too, that they also announced, which, again, not all that surprising, xCloud here will support the PS4 DualShock controller. I was looking at the DualShock, seeing if it was ready yet, but it's not quite there yet. Um, and that will be coming to xCloud support, too. So if that's your cup of tea... There you go. You've got all that stuff. So uh, that's, a, that's a quick nutshell of what is going on with XO19. And let me pull up the questions this week. Just a handful of them. Refresh the thread. But it, it's a good week if you're a gamer. There's kind of really any other way to, no other way to describe it. All right. Dave says, he says, I'm looking to buy a laptop sometime over the next year. I consider 3 by 2 aspect ratio and 16 gigabyte of RAM to be perfect. Do you have any shopping tips or strategies as I continue to scour the internet for reviews and lists? I love my Surface Book 1 and consider upgrading to the newest as the, ex as the expensive option, but I'm finding it difficult to search for and compare 3 by 2 laptops. Any tips? So... 3x2 is more of just a kind of a surface thing. I agree. I per very much prefer it over 16x9, especially for productivity-related tasks. Here's my one tip at this point. Don't buy a Surface Book 2, because um, I think that's going to get refreshed here, potentially in the spring. So um, I, I don't think I would buy a Surface Book 2, because I think you're going to buy one, and then it's going to get refreshed, and then you're going to be upset. So Really what that leaves you to is kind of a Surface Laptop 3 if you really need to get something before the holidays. So if you have a Surface Book 1, I would personally look at potentially a 15-inch Surface Book 3, but make sure you get the Intel variant. Don't buy the AMD one. You, I don't think you're going to be happy with the AMD option. Um, that's pretty much... I think, I, I'm sure there are other 3x2 laptops out there, but most of them are 16x9. If you need a good resource for checking things out, Wirecutter is one that I use frequently, not necessarily for technology, but for just general things, and well, in general. So you could go there. And this is any updates on the, from M, MS Ignite about PWAs. Um, I, I don't believe so in any specific change in strategy, if that is what you're hitting at. Uh, Greg Edwards says, any idea when the Surface earbuds will be available? No, I 
haven't. Also, what about the new smart speaker they teased a while back? I think the smart speaker you're referring to is the one that they showed off, was it last year at Ignite, where it sat in a conference room and then did all the voice translations and all that stuff. Um, I think that stuff is just being built into Surface Hub. Although we have not actually heard anything specific where what we at the time referred to as a cone of shame because this thing was like, it looked like it was like three feet tall and it was, well, it looked like the shard in London. If you're familiar with the shard looks like, it kind of, kind of looked like that thing. And no, we haven't heard anything about it. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Ellendale, Dine, two and a half questions. Two and a half men was also a decent show. Uh, do you know if a Surface Book 3 or Surface Book 2 performance space will be coming out soon or ever? It definitely will be coming out. I've heard time and time again from multiple people that Surface Book 3 is a thing and coming. Uh, it turns out it's super hard to find a touchscreen laptop with a dedicated GPU. Buying a $3,200 laptop with a 1060 seems like a bad reason. Uh, even with Black Friday sales at Best Buy, Microsoft still clocks in at three grand. If they're not coming up with any time soon, do you have any laptops or touchscreen monitors or a 20 series GPU? Uh, like I, I said a bit ago, I would wait until the spring. Unless for some reason you have a dire need to get one this like holiday shopping season, I would try to hold out because I know, I know for a fact that Surface Book 3 is happening. I just don't know exactly when it's happening. Um, but I keep hearing that spring is about the right time. Uh, any idea when more xCloud invites are going out? Oh yeah, I still forgot. So Microsoft said at XO19, by the way, new regions like including Western Europe, Canada, India, and I think there's one more, maybe Japan are coming online soon. So when those regions go online, more invites should be going out. I don't know exactly when more invites will be going out. I know that if you're at XO19, they are handing out some invites um, over there. So you, if you're potentially in London, you could check that out. Uh, side, and then he says, Oh, uh, Cy Choker says, hey, Brad, two questions. Will there ever be a three-in-one for Microsoft? A phone plus a tablet plus a laptop plus a desktop continuum when used in continuous mode? Uh, so, hmm. I don't know about a three-in-one. I think the closest thing we're going to get is Surface Neo, which is kind of, kind of a phone-like, tablet-like, potentially continuum-like device. I think that's probably the closest we'll get. I was going to say Surface Duo, but Surface Duo doesn't really run Windows. It runs Android, so it's not quite... A, a Microsoft three-in-one, even if they did make that a possibility. Uh, will it be possible to run the same app twice on Surface Duo? So here's the thing we don't, Surface Duo is, I don't want to call it vaporware because I've physically held this thing and we've all seen it, but there's so many things we don't know. Um, and what he wants to know is, will it be possible to run the same app twice on a Surface Duo? Then I still don't know if Android is really good for multitasking than it is on Windows 10. Um, you can open certain app applications multiple times. <laughs> oh, for example, two PDFs side by side. What we do know out of the Surface Duo camp is that Microsoft is building their first party apps to run in a split screen mode that makes sense. Now, can you open two of them at the same time? Until we get our hands on one and we get more time than like 30 seconds of just looking but not touching, it's really hard to say uh, at this point. And Mr. PKI rounds it up with, if Microsoft is working on 64-bit emulation for ARM, would it be best to wait before considering a Surface Pro X? So his, here's his point. Uh, Microsoft is working on 64-bit emulation. Will it work on this device? We don't know. Um, so should you wait and see? Here's the thing. Like... You could be waiting a very long time. If you need a Surface Pro X today, I think today is probably one of the best times to buy one because it'll be just about as long as it is uh, before that device gets refreshed. Should you wait until 64-bit emulation? 
if you don't need one now, don't buy one now. I think that's kind of kind of my approach because while 64-bit emulation might be about a year away, it could arrive and it could also be terrible. And then you've just waited a year and now you you, you technically have it, but it's bad. So um, this one is, I, I don't have a perfect answer, but the, my answer is if you need a Surface Pro X now, buy one now, don't wait. So there you go. Good questions as always, folks. This has been a crazy week of gaming news. Microsoft is really out there striking at Stadia, making sure that everyone knows that xCloud is the superior option. Um, we're still waiting to hear from other gaming companies about when they are going to fully enter the streaming uh, kind of platform wars, if you will. But Stadia launches next week. Once I get my hands on my controller and the gaming and all that stuff, I'll definitely have a deeper write-up and, and video about it. And we'll be talking about it on the podcast, I'm sure. Uh, xCloud rolling out more games. That's a pretty dang big deal. Microsoft is clearly confident that xCloud is starting to work at the levels that they want. And it also has means that they have a dial just back there. They're like, I want to enable some more games. It's clearly not that big of a deal because they went from four to 50 overnight. So there you go, guys. That wraps it up for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch all of you right back here next time.